Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 140. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am so very excited to introduce a very special guest, Sandra Button. Sandra, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Well, Mark, I'm I'm ready for the ride, but I have to tell you that not very many of my cars have seat belts. So I'm, <laughs> I'm usually ready to go, but not belted up uh, okay. in a lot of these great old cars. Well, I'll be very careful. Don't worry. I'll uh, I'll take great care of the car, and we'll have a lot of fun here. Sandra Button has been the chairman of the prestigious Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance since 2002. She was the executive director for decades prior and has helped to inspire and, and guide the growth of the collector car hobby into a truly global celebration of the automobile. Sandra participates and officiates in automotive events from Asia to the Middle East to South America, and she and her husband Martin have an eclectic collection of automobiles that they drive in events including the Mie Miglia, the Thousand Millies Sport Argentina, the London to Brighton Veteran Car Club, and many others. She's a member of the Royal Automobile Club, the Classic Car Club of America, and the Motor Press Guild, along with the Society of Automotive Historians. Wow, what a history, Sandra. I've told our listeners a little bit about you, but would you take a moment and share some more about your history, your career around cars, your interest, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, Mark, it's, it's kind of hard for me to express how much the car hobby has become really the fabric of my life. You know, we're closing in on the holidays, and I know a lot of people count the days until, until those special holidays. But for me, for it'll be 30 years now that I've been counting down the days until the Pebble Beach Concours. Oh, wow. And I have to tell you, the day after does feel a bit like the day after Christmas. You know, it's, I'm it's kind of sad it's all over. And a little depressed for a while. <laughs> sure. You know, when I started this uh, 30 years ago, I had the great good fortune to work with the two chairmen of, at the time, Jay Human and Lauren Tryon. And, you know, they ran the show together for 30 years. And um, I'm just hitting my 30th year now. So I'm amazed that I, you know, after they retired, that I continued to have this opportunity 
Jay and Lauren really taught me that the cars don't get anywhere by themselves. As mm. cool as they are and as amazing as they are, it's about the people who take care of them. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, has been the best part of this 30-year journey is getting to know so many great people. I ask people or I talk to people that are into horses or other hobbies, and they can't even fathom how generous and helpful with sharing parts and knowledge that people in, you know, that love old cars, that's the way we are. Mm-hmm. And it's not that way in a lot of other passions. You know, they can be more singular, more separate. So the car hobby and the Pebble Beach Concours have really been, for me, a passport into this fantastic world of great cars, taking the cars places, meeting people, seeing things behind the scenes. I could have never imagined that 30 years ago. Well, what you have created and what was created before you and what continues is so spectacular. I mentioned in our pre-show chat this past August was my 23rd year of coming to your event. And I wrote my weekly blog the week after about the very thing you mentioned is it's about the people and the friendships that you build and the people you meet at the show. And yes, the cars are spectacular, but you are so right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it really is about the people that cherish these vehicles and care for them and bring them to the show and share them with everybody. It is fantastic. So I love your introduction. It's wonderful. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. And this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Sandra, take the wheel. You know, I mentioned Jay Hume and Lauren Tryon. And prior to them, there was a gentleman involved with the Concours. His name was Alton Walker. Alton gave a quote that's been repeated many times where he said, a synonym for Concours d'Elegance is Pebble Beach. Alton's quote gave me this feeling of responsibility, I guess, that, you know, this thing that I take care of right now, I'm, you know, kind of the current gardener, and I didn't grow the garden, Alton and Jay and Lauren and Glenn Munger, who was the chairman prior to me and was co-chairman with me prior to his retirement, they created something along with all of our judges and participants. Many people ask me, you know, how many judges do you have? And, And we have 140. Oh, my gosh. Each year we give out service awards and many of the judges, you know, we're giving out 40-year pens, 35, you know, 25 seems like, you know, they're, they're a, a lightweight compared to some of, you know, all the time that's been donated. Mm-hmm. This thing that is the Pebble Beach Concours, what has amazed me about it is that it really is a ground-up organization and it's all built on passion and preparation and the connection to all the excellence that you see in these cars. And none of that happens with the work of one or two people or even dozens of people. It's really an outpouring of the passion for cars that you see worldwide, and it comes here for one day. So I guess that Alton's quote reminds me how important it is to keep the bar as high as possible so that when people bring their fantastic automobiles, that everything that happens for them that week reflects their own passion for excellence, their connection with the hobby, and the amount of preparation that they've done. Oh, absolutely. And the bar has been set so high by Pebble Beach. It's it's what so many other Concours events aspire to be. I've had several 
people here on Cars Yeah that have been judges at your show and people that run other Concours events, and they all say the same thing is Pebble Beach, that's where we want to get. That's where we want to be. So fantastic. I love that. What a great quote. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars, that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car gal? It may not be the same now, and and from what I read, it, it, it is evolving. But when I was a young person, the countdown to turning 16 and being able to drive was the ultimate moment. Oh, yeah. And I guess I realized, you know, in high school, when I was counting those days until I had a car and thinking about or had the use of a car without somebody else in the car with me, I would sort of envision, oh, hopefully one day when I get my first car, what will it be? And I realized that when I would start talking cars and I knew the difference between a Chrysler and, you know, which muscle car and, you know, the kind of cars that were on the road in the mid 70s, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden realized that the other gals didn't really know all that. <laughs> I just thought it was normal, you know, that you would that you would know this. So I guess, you know, that was an early moment. And uh, I always aspired to, I mean, I was lucky enough to have the use of my dad's baby blue Mustang off and on. I never had my own car in high school. Uh-huh. But when I finally did buy my first car, I, you know, I, I bought a Datsun 2000 Roadster, which probably wouldn't have been every father's first choice for their daughter's <laughs> car. <laughs> But it was my own money. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it sounds fantastic. I love those Datsuns. They're great. My neighbor across the street had one, and I wanted it so bad. It was just a really cool little car. What I want to do now, Sander, is I'd love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and really crawl under the hood here and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your career. But more importantly, how did you overcome that situation, and what did you learn from it? Well, I will say I get my head down occasionally, and uh, I have this idea that a certain group of cars should be reunited. We raise money for charity with the Pebble Beach Concourse, so if, if I spend money shipping a car from some place around the world, I have to accept the fact that that money's not going where it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So we don't do that. We expect the owners to ship the cars. And in a few cases, if there's an important car that needs to come and the person absolutely cannot afford it, I tap, you know, up some enthusiasts that happen to love that mark mm-hmm. and say, would you guys help me get this car here? And so there have been a number of occasions when I've really had my heart set on a group of, group of cars being reunited. And it hasn't always happened. You can't tell people what to do with their beautiful automobile. It's <laughs> of course. theirs, right? Yeah. Um, I can only encourage them to, you know, do the right thing and, and let history unfold and have the cars be together. I know when we had the bats at Pebble Beach and Mr. Bertoni was here, mm-hmm. watching him walk around those three cars and they'd never been together like that with him there. I mean, he created them, but then they were sent away one by one and they were never together. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty emotional moment to see. And it disappoints me when I have envision, you know, other gatherings and for one reason or another, they don't happen. Sure. You know, I was lucky enough to be at the event the first time the Ferrari that won this year was on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Some, I think it was 15 years ago. And Mr. Scaglietti was there. I was so fortunate to be there the moment he walked up to that car. So Having you describe that with the bat cars, with the designer, and the same with this Ferrari, 
just watching a tear roll out of his eye was of seeing that car again. And you just wish you could get into their heads and go back to those moments when they were designing those cars and putting them together. What a, what a treasure that would be. So wonderful moments. And I remember those bat cars on the lawn. That was very special. I've got a lot of pictures I took of those. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had a real aha moment in your career, a time when you realized that a great idea or concept was really going to make it and come to fruition, and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Our very first sponsor was Mercedes, and I remember then, oh, more than 25 years ago, I talked to uh, Lauren and Jay about having Mercedes have more of a role because creating these Concord d'Elegance shows is, is amazingly expensive. Mm-hmm. And at Pebble Beach, we don't ask any of our owners to pay any kind of entry fee. We feel that the effort that they go to to prepare their cars and get them here and get themselves here is already an amazing investment. Mm-hmm. So back then, I went to them and I said, you know, we really we need to change this business model a little bit because we're <laughs> what we do the quality has to be there and you know all these things that you do to make events look lovely are expensive. Mm-hmm. So I think they were opposed to be honest and a lot of people were concerned, you know, oh if you make it too commercial it won't be about the owners and their cars that are you know and the judges that are completely the core of the show. Mm-hmm. I really felt that that was a carefully I tried to make it a carefully thought up out move and it made me realize, and sort of the aha was, you know, that the most precious thing that that we have is to make sure that the integrity of the moment for the cars and their owners is always kept first and foremost. Yes. And what's been really great is that over the years, as I've, in my own way, pushed back the sponsors and said, look, you know, I know you guys want to be here and I know you want to make this special can you please do everything you can to make it special to the core participants? And they have been amazing. They make magic happen for me. They bring cars for owners who can't afford it. They bring over fantastic designers. They bring the people that create the history over to have them be near the cars. Mm -hmm. It's been a great marriage. And because of that, and because of what the sponsors have done, we've exceeded over $19 million dollars. Uh, that's gone all to local charities. And uh, so remembering that, you know, we are all about the cars and the car people, and we all, we are very much about being the best car show in the world and doing that, all of that while giving back has sort of been the basis of every time I make a decision, I try to think, does this reflect, you know, our core values? I think you've done a fantastic job because as a visitor of the event for so many years, I realize there's sponsors there but they don't feel, it doesn't become a circus, <laughs> if you will. That's probably a strong word. And and I haven't seen it change over the years dramatically to the point that I feel like, oh, you know, this is starting to get way too commercial. I still feel it's about the owners. And I have a good friend who was fortunate enough to have the right car at the right time. He was on the lawn two years ago with a Porsche. His name's Bill. I'll tell you, that was a dream come true for him to be able to bring his car and participate and be there, it, it, he was just uh, vibrating the whole time. I mean, all the months <laughs> leading up to it, the day of, and the whole year after. It's uh, So I can tell you from that standpoint, since I haven't been fortunate enough to have a, lawn, a car on the lawn, 
you've done a wonderful job as far as the owners go. And I've, I've known many of the owners there, including the owner last year, John Shirley, with his Ferrari. And uh, what fantastic memories you've created for people and the, part- uh, the, the visitors like myself. So bravo, bravo. I know you've had many very proud moments uh, during all your years there, but can you pick one out for me and share it with me that really stands out, that really proud moment in your career with the Pebble Beach Concours? This year was pretty amazing for me that obviously <laughs> can't control the weather, don't want to, that's, that's a pretty big job, but the weather was kind to us, we yes. had some sun. We had phenomenal results as far as raising $1.9 million, far exceeding anything we'd done in the past in one single year. Wow. And to watch John Shirley win with such an important post-war car Mm -hmm. after decades and decades of no post-war cars to get such a significant winner. I stood there after the show and thought to myself, Oh boy, 2015 is going to be tough. Yeah, how do we beat this? This is a pretty great moment. Yeah, um, I was pretty happy with with the overall um, results and uh, all of the areas where we try to work hard. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a a gasp in the audience when that car was called Mm up, and then just exuberant uh, elation from so many people. So, uh, was fantastic. And I happened to be at Butch Dennison's shop this past Sunday for a, a visit with the Porsche Club. And of course, Butch restored that car for John. I was talking to him about that moment. You could just see the pride on his face of mm-hmm. of having brought that car back. So that's fantastic. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? It doesn't mean it has to be your first car, but a car that really had a special moment for you, and maybe you could share a memory you had with that vehicle. Well, my husband Martin and I like to do uh, some Brass Era tours, and over a number of years we had different Brass Era cars, but to be honest, they were what we could afford when you're sort of reaching for a car and and maybe you can't afford much. You know, you often end up with uh, too much car and not enough engine, (laughs) and uh, Years ago, we finally were able to buy a great Pierce Arrow. It was a, a Model 48 Ooh. dual valve. Oh, wow. A four-seat Roadster, 1919. Just, I must say that in the era, Pierce Arrow was uh, the top of, of all the marks in, that, you know, built in the United States. Oh, and yeah. What a, what a quality machine. And uh, even though you sit kind of on it and not in it, which is, you know, <laughs> yes. the way those cars are, right? Yeah. yeah the cast aluminum body, everything about it, you never felt like you were being rattled to death. And that was a big moment after having, I mean, we, we had one, we had a white on one of these tours and it just did, it had no torque. And we actually had to reverse up a hill. Oh my gosh. Get up the hill and then turn around to keep going. <laughs> um, so it was, I think it was that moment when I said, okay, that's it. You yeah. know, I, enough of these cars with, without enough go. Yep. So that was really special to, you know, aspire to own the car. We bought it from our, our friend, Ken McBride, who's... who's oh, yes, since, yes. Since, yeah, I knew you know, Ken, uh, yes. So it was such a special car for many reasons, you know, just buying it from a good friend, and, and it did everything we asked of it. Oh, fantastic. Those are very special. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you and Martin have <laughs> let go that you really wish you could have back? Well, the Pierce Arrow probably would be one. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we did sell that car. We were chasing after a vintage Bentley, and mm-hmm. something had to go, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I regret selling that car f- 
for many reasons, and, and especially since it was one of Ken's. But other than that, we, we did we did own for a short time, maybe just a couple years, uh, a Bizzarini, oh. uh, a 5300 Strata. And uh, getting in and out of the car was tough. <laughs> you know, I'm yes. over six feet tall. And uh, it just didn't sing for us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're pretty important cars now, and it was probably a silly thing to have sold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we all have those stories. I almost hate to ask that question, but uh, it's fun to, fun to hear. Maybe we can all commiserate a little bit when we have to <laughs> let a car go for whatever reason. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on, maybe perhaps for 2015 uh, Concord, that you can share with us that really has you excited and fired up? Well, kind of a reflection of where, you know, I mean, the Pebble Beach Concours is 65 years old, and like the hobby, it's evolved. If you look back through our best-of-show results, you'll see, or our big winners, you'll see there were years where if, if it wasn't a Rolls-Royce or a big coach-built car, uh, you weren't going to win. And then, you know, there were a, a lot of years where it was very, you know, some kind of classic European, swoopy, you know, and so... And now, you know, just recently with, with John Shirley's Ferrari, the, the focus of the enthusiasts changes, and we, we try to change with it, which isn't very hard because most of our, our ideas for classes and for special classes come from people in the hobby who come to me and say, oh, what about this? I, I could help you put this together. This year, you know, we're featuring DuPont, Mm, and right, uh, yeah. Lamont, Lamont DuPont and his and his cousin Tom and a bunch of other du- people from the DuPont family are all helping bring an amazing array of cars. Mm-hmm. Early cars like our Pierce Arrow, we, we sometimes like to have a Brass Era class and, and we're featuring Pope. So there should be some fantastic examples there. And Ferrari is the featured mark. So we're going to have oh. four, four classes of Ferraris, um, including one class of Fer- only for Ferraris that raced in the Pebble Beach road races. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. So, and so you'll see more post-war war there. We have a class of, of touring cars from, from the design house touring. And I'm kind of excited about a post-war Cunningham class. Oh, wow. Oh, it's yeah. going to be fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, there's a lot going on with all of that and, and uh, Concord fast approaches. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, after the first of the year, it seems like a horse race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the fun countdown. So fantastic. Sounds like it's going to be another great year on the lawn. Now, here's a really fun question for you. If Sandra Button was a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Well, you know, I'm six feet tall, so I I guess I can't pick something small and racy because that probably wouldn't be a reflection. And I think I'm pretty strong and dependable, and uh, having done the Concours for 30 years, I guess I put my head down and do what I'm supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I would probably pick a vintage Bentley. Ah. You know, something. there's something about those Bentley boys' cars. I don't know if it would be, you know, a big six or an eight-liter or something with, you know, just the right kind of body because, I mean, I think you can depend on those cars, mm-hmm. but they're fast when they need to be, uh, really torquey and uh, hang in there for you in the long term. So I, I guess I'd pick that. Well, and they do have a sense of elegance and beauty, of course. So mm-hmm. there's a good fit as well. So <laughs> ah, wonderful choice, wonderful choice. Okay, Sander, we're up to what I call the last lap. 
And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions for you, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Buy the best you can afford of what you love. If you buy the wrong thing, don't forget the first loss is the cheapest. So if you don't like it, if it doesn't work, sell it right away and move on. (laughs) Great advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? I'm a good listener, and I have absolute tenacity. (laughs) Tenacity. That is exactly what every entrepreneur, every hardworking person needs. Fantastic. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Perhaps it's a website that you go to often or a blog that you receive? I guess I would would say that my true resource is when I don't know something or I want to know more about a car, I pick up the phone and I call the person I think that knows the most about their cars Mm. and I try to be a great listener. Yeah, that's great. I think too many people don't simply pick up the phone these days. Yeah. It's a great lesson to learn. Would you share one book with our listeners that you really enjoy, that you think they would enjoy? Maybe it's something that you've read recently or maybe it's something from the past. I tell you, I would recommend anything by Denise McCluggage. Ah. Her way of bringing forward the history, the moments that she lived through racing, she brings all these people alive. She's inspirational, but really makes me laugh. Yes. Um, What a lady and, and what an amazing history. I had the distinct pleasure of sitting next to her up in the the judges' uh, balcony there this year at Pebble Beach, and I got to know her a little bit. And she's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. And I'll tell you, that talk with her was so delightful. What a a incredibly witty, sharp lady. Just uh, the whole time. I'm jealous, (laughs) Mark. I'm always too busy when she's around. It annoys me because she's just she's. The best. She is the best. Well, you can listen to her show on Cars, yeah, and it was it was really a delight. And the things that she remembers and brings up from her incredible past was just delightful. I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these resources at com slash Sandra Button. Just put Sandra in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Well, I guess this might surprise people, but I love to shoot sporting clays. Oh, I do too. Isn't that fun? <laughs> and it's, it's uh, the one moment when I tend to think a lot, my head spins, and mm-hmm. when I stand up to the station and say, pull, everything's gone. Yeah. Just just doing the moment. And yes. uh, I like that. And I like fishing for the same reason. Ah, awesome. Fantastic. Well, great. All right, Sandra, this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car in your garage and this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with so that tricks off the table but money's no object christmas is coming so i'm gonna buy you whatever you'd like today what would that one vehicle be and why would you choose it well i guess for me and i, and I can envision the car an 8c alpha mm. 2.9 <laughs> touring body just ticks all the boxes for me makes all the right noises incredibly beautiful and uh, a dream to drive. Uh, You've picked a very nice car. They are gorgeous. What color? I like dark blue. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. 
Well, Sandra, you've taken us on a wonderful ride today, and I want to thank you for being here. I've really enjoyed your stories, and thanks for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and me. Would you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Alpha? Oh, drive off. Well, <laughs> if you love old cars, no matter what level you can enjoy them, just stick with it, stay near them, and whether it's dreaming about them and looking at them in magazines and tearing out the pictures and however you can enjoy them, stay close to what you love and you might be surprised uh, where, it, where it'll take you. Yes, absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance? Well, our website is simply pebblebeachconcord.net. Concord has an S at the end. Mm-hmm. Or we have a Facebook page, and it's Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. Uh, and they're both fantastic. I'll encourage our listeners to go there and enjoy the pictures and learn more about the Concord event. Uh, participate in any way that you can. And if you've never been, it has to be on your bucket list because it is the best show in the world. Thank you, Sandra, for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, it's been great. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.